Hey guys, welcome back to the Sunday Lunch Podcast. We are so excited that you decided to tune into the podcast this week. Welcome to episode eight. We, yeah, as Harrison said, <laughs> woo! We've been doing this for two months now, which is absolutely crazy. That's so exciting. Um, some updates for the podcast are we are now on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So that is super, super duper exciting. And we hope that this makes our podcast even more accessible to everybody. And you can more easier send it to your friends and share it on your Instagrams and let us know what you think about the podcast. For Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe and also leave ratings and reviews, and we would really love if you would do that. It would support our podcast and would get our podcast to even more people. More publicity. Yes, which would be amazing. Also, you can follow our podcast on Spotify and and Podbean. If you think we're doing a good job, do not hesitate to share us. Um, Please uh, spread us around. So... Yeah, because we want um, the good news of the gospel to be shared to even more people. Yeah, we don't want to spread the coronavirus, though. Don't spread that around. No, do not spread that around. Okay, so this week, excuse me, this week, Abby and I um, will be talking about uh, shame and also, um, but that as kind of a a consequence or not even a consequence but something that follows or something that satan uses against us when we mm-hmm. are talking about uh, being a leader in the faith or being a being a um to being diligent with the faith and and pursuing uh, pursuing the gospel and pursuing jesus so uh, our scripture today uh cut right to the chase is first timothy <laughs> 4 um, chat, uh, verses 11 through 15. So I'll say that again. First Timothy chapter four, verses 11 through 15. So I'm reading out of the NIV. If you will follow along with me, it says, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which has given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. So, um, digging right in here. Um, the, the, the chapter or the verse that pops out at me is verse 12. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And for a while, uh, this has been Abby and I's anthem and, and Abby actually, you had this on it on like a, a placard or like you had it. Yeah. It's the, it's in my bathroom. It's on a big canvas, like yeah. written out and it is still hanging on my wall because it was one of my favorite verses for a really long time. Yeah. And, and I still love it. Yeah. And so in context, 
Paul is, like the heading in this section is called Reasons for Paul's Instructions. And really Paul is, is um, he's referencing Timothy here and he's telling Timothy, like, like I'm commanding you and like I'm charging you with these things that this will go well with you and that um, to those you speak to, um, like you will not only bring about your salvation, but um, also your hearer's salvation. And like these things are good things that you should be practicing. And so uh, like verse 14, for example, Paul is talking to Timothy and he says, Do not neglect your gift which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. And so he he's really talking about his gift of um, like speaking to mm-hmm. um, speaking to large bodies of people. Um, so we can assume that Timothy had um, a, an ability to a very good ability to publicly speak. Yeah. And so. And he was a leader, and leadership is a big responsibility. Um, and you can do a lot of good in leadership, and you can do a lot of bad in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of weight put on your shoulders, whether or not you're you can lead people well, or you have the right resources, whether you're leading a Bible study in church, or you're leading a Bible study in your friends, or you are the manager of your job and you're having to lead your coworkers and the people under you, or trying to think of other, you're in a leadership position in an organization that you participate in in high school or in college. Leadership is everywhere and it's something that we are all called to as Christians, but it as I said before, it's a big responsibility and holds a lot of weight. And we can see in the Bible that God also holds a lot of weight in leadership and what that looks like. Yeah. And really, in order to be a good Christian leader, we have to look uh, to, to Jesus according to his leadership while he was here on earth. And we find that in the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then also looking towards um, those God has chosen and who are actually written in his book. So, for example, fantastic leaders would be Moses, um, Adam, not Adam, sorry, (laughs) Moses, Aaron, (laughs) um, uh, Paul, Noah, Noah. um, Oh, man, there's a big one I'm forgetting. Uh, Daniel uh, in the Psalms. So, but you'll notice in each of those in each of those characters that God puts in the Bible, each, every single one of them has a flaw, and every single mm-hmm. one of them is under sin. Like the condition of sin is not um, is not removed from a leader, um, and that's something that I feel like we we might as both as citizens and as followers of God, or like within a church, we might be prone to feel like you know our pastors or our spiritual leaders aren't struggling as well. It's like, no, that's, that's an absolute lie. And, um, if they were honest, um, I have, I've had many spiritual leaders who have actually like, you know, confessed that and like said, I'm, I'm no better and, and I'm just as sinful and which is exactly true. And the, the good thing, the good takeaway from what Paul is saying in these, in these few verses right here is really in chapter 13, um, and this is what leaders of the faith have a really, they do really well, um, which is preaching and teaching and living out, um, the gospel, um, which, which also has its, which also has its, its trials and its tribulations and, 
we are sinners, so we have that condition applied to us. And so in verse 13, he says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. So it isn't simply living like Christ, but also preaching Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, that is how you... That is the proper way, and that is what Paul is saying is the proper way to to share the faith because you may not reach um, people groups and you may not reach um, certain non-believers or even Christians that you're trying to disciple um, without literally preaching the word to them <laughs> um, in as humble a way as possible, obviously. But I think that's important, and that's, I, I feel like that's maybe a misconception. It's like, well, if I just live... If I live well enough, and if I if I if I prove, um, if I prove Jesus's worth in my life through my living, which is extremely important, um, but without the preaching of His Word, without actually like preaching what He says and what you're actually doing with your own life, um, I feel as if you would accomplish very little. Um, and that's not to say that they don't have their place individually, but together, both living out uh, Christianity and preaching it that is the that's the power duo right there that's the that's the dynamic duo Mm -hmm. i would agree to i would yes okay i would agree but in some instances living the way that you live and the way that you speak can be as much of a witness to jesus and his life as you cracking up in that Bible in front of the friend that might not know Jesus and reading them some verses and talking them through it. Because in some instances that can be off-putting, but in the way that you live and speak and if even talking to that friend that might not believe in Jesus or that coworker or anybody, the just the way that you are speaking and throwing in some, yeah, this is what God did for me today. Like, I, I don't know, I was running late to work and God just, God allowed me to, like, calmed my heart and allowed me to get to work on time. Placing those things in and backing that up with the way that you interact with people and the way that you speak, even when you're not speaking about Christ, that is that really shows the power of Jesus and mm. the power of our faith. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a very good point. I'm glad that you said that. Um, and so, conversely, um, we'll be looking at um, shame and the devil's the devil's plan to ruin uh, exactly what Paul is talking about here, which is um, uh, set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And Abby and I were having a conversation about this and it's, it is, it's not borderline. It is impossible to keep the law and to keep even these commands that Paul is saying perfectly. Uh, because we are sinners, and so if we, you know, if you fail, uh, if you sin, if you go back to that sin of, of lust or uh, pornography or you know it's something that isn't pure, you're you you've lost your purity, you've lost, um, you you've lacked in some way, you've sinned. You're going to go back to that sin, and 
because you're relying on your own power and that that is our probably our greatest flaw as humans and as sinners and as believers even is that we all too often rely on our own power and don't rely on God's power alone and remember God's faithfulness and remember that he does forgive and he is loving and we would rather hold on to that sin and harbor it and uh, because quite frankly we love our sin and if we don't bring those sins and that and that shame to the foot of the cross then that that is the devil winning in our life this is devil preventing us from from being totally abandoned and saying god Mm -hmm. here is I am abandoning my life towards you. Use me as you will. Um, and, and how might I affect this person's life? How might I, how might my own life be affected by, by surrendering and by saying, uh, here's everything. Here's all I have. I lay it, I give it to you. I put it at your feet. Um, and if, if we're lacking in that, if we, if we don't do that, um, then, then we will have, we will have restraints. Um, Satan will will restrain us, and and we'll feel that we'll feel that shame and that guilt. First um, Corinthians twelve, verse nine. Sorry, my brain just needs to catch up with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but he said to me, "This is the verse." Second Corinthians twelve, verse nine. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I will delight in my weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, I just... I. I typed in grace in the Bible app and when you can search things in the YouVersion Bible app and this is one of the verses that came up and I think it fits perfectly with what with what we're talking about um, if God commands these things in First Timothy but that we do have weaknesses and we will always fall short of the glory of God and that is just, that's a fact that's something that we cannot help it was like this from the fall from when Adam and Eve ate the ate from the tree of life and their eyes were opened and sin entered the world. Well, the tree of knowledge of the good tree. and evil. What? Tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I had to correct you. I just you. read I know, I had to correct you. <laughs> I'm mad now. Anyways. Um I don't know what my train of thought was. Okay, let let me get the train back on track. Okay, what I was saying, it was just that sin entered the world and we aren't perfect anymore and we have weaknesses. We have a lot of weaknesses mm. and we have a lot of faults and sometimes sin overtakes our brains and our lives and our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and everything but and Paul is saying to the church of Corinth like therefore I will boast in my weaknesses because Christ is made known 
through my weaknesses, or mm. the actual verse says, so that Christ's power may rest on me. But I was saying that so Christ can be seen in my weaknesses, so so that in my weaknesses I can say, God, I can't do this on my own. Use me, heal me, and let your power be seen to not only myself but to other people. And I think that's how God can use the bad in the world and the negative and can use our shame when we are relying on him and he can use our weaknesses to make his name known to everybody and to other people yeah and we've talked about this before actually on uh, in a podcast i think it was either episode five or episode six where uh, I i believe it was titled god our present help in trouble and we talk about suffering as a means of God's refining us. I had a conversation with my brother this past week. Uh, He's been going through a lot recently. And um, just that God uses the hard times to refine us and to to make us more like him, to to establish us as his covenant children. And that's that's what he uses. I couldn't tell you why he uses suffering and pain and hardship. Uh, that's just what God uses to to call his beloved to himself. And um, there really is, that fact is humbling. And also there's beauty in that fact. Because when you can't go any lower, when, you, when you've reached the bottom, uh, and even if you haven't reached the bottom, just that when... All you're relying on is God because God is all you have left. Or even just that God is the center of everything you're pursuing. Your life will be radically changed and you'll you'll be free. I mean, really, that's just, that's, I can't explain it in any better way. It's just that there is freedom within Christ and, and he even promises that. And that's a, that's a real truth. Um, and I've seen that in, in, um, my friends' lives and also in in my life. And I think that God uses, sometimes he uses our present suffering and our present hardships because we are innately and inherently selfish people Mm. that selfish and prideful people. So for some more than others, it takes a lot for us to ask for help and for us to have to lean on somebody or to lean on God. It takes a lot out of us to do that because of our selfishness and of our pride. We just, we don't want to do that. And so some, in some instances, the way that God breaks through and breaks through our selfishness and our pride and that actually being your sin, that selfishness and pride being our sin, he breaks through that through hardships and through hurt and heartbreak. And I think, yeah, but I mean, he can also use the good and the happy times. Mm. Um, he definitely, I mean, he can use everything for his good and for his glory. And he does. And he definitely does. It's not always negative. It's positive sometimes. But I know for my life, I am forced to remain rely on God more when I am struggling, when I'm not doing the best, 
And that's also my sinful nature because when everything's going good, I am less likely to see what God's doing. Hmm. You tend to forget his faithfulness. I tend to forget. I've said this before. I just wish I could tattoo the goodness of God and the just tattoo a reminder on my the back of my eyeballs so when i blinked i could remember it <laughs> that would be pretty cool yeah just i'm so prone to forget and it's so frustrating yeah we're just all prone to forget and i feel like it it's even worse for me than for some other people just how prone I am to forget. So I just want to tattoo it on the back of my eyelids so I can remember. We well, said that before. I don't think that could happen. Yeah, I wouldn't I want that to happen. I don't know how well that would work. Um, but I don't I'm think it sure would work. Th- that procedure could be done, you know? I actually don't want to. Yeah, done. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so takeaways from, from today's podcast are um, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13 and well verse 12 and 13 are the big ones this and i'll repeat them don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity until i come devote yourself to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching and i'll repeat the verse that i read um second corinthians 12 Verse 9, saying, But he said to me, he being Jesus, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, and insults, and hardships, and persecution, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong." So those are the two verses that we referenced today and talking about um, our leadership abilities and how God calls us to be leaders wherever we are in life, whether that is right now in your homes through the um, pandemic that we're going through right now, whether it's in your homes in um in the fall, back at school, in college, or in your high schools, or in your jobs, um, we are called to be leaders in any way that God calls us to be, but reminding ourselves that we aren't perfect, and that we are always going to fall short, but relying on God, and staying in the Word, and staying in prayer is the best way for God to stay in the forefront of our minds and for him to help us um, combat our weaknesses. And I I just wanted to say, I wanted to end with this, that we love making uh, this podcast and it really does. um, We love making kind of this Bible study type of podcast where we, where we really dig into the word and kind of dissect and just dialogue about it. And the truth that is revealed um, just through reading it and just through, talking out loud about it and so um we would like to know your feedback on podcasts uh, similar to this and because it really does force us to to get back into the word and um, in those times of forgetfulness um it really just hones us back in and um so we love making these and and we love uh we love getting into the word on these types of podcasts so 
we just want to say thank you for listening and tune back in next week. Yes, and don't forget to share our podcast with your friends, family members, neighbors, um, anybody that you would think this podcast would bless. We want the Word of God to be made known to every single person that we can reach, and we would just love for it to reach as many people as possible so and uh, you can listen to us on spotify apple podcasts and podbean and follow us on whatever platform you are listening and leave a rating or review it would really support our podcast to help us get get to and reach more people so thank you for listening to this podcast i'm running out of time and peace out